episode 393. This episode, I speak about the to the minute updates of the coronavirus. How are we dealing with this on both sides of the Atlantic and around the world? What about the individuals, their thoughts on it? We've got people, you know, isolated on islands. We've got people stuck in Portugal, people in the UK where they're rushing on toilet papers. We've got Americans where it hasn't really affected them yet. We've got people like me who've traveled all around the States in the last week, which is not the best idea, but it's what happened. And then we've got self-isolations in houses, self-isolations in houses where you've got gyms, saunas, table tennis, and then self-isolations where you can't touch or kiss and cuddle your loved ones. So that's this episode today. It's a hugely important episode. Please do listen in. And if anything relates, please do listen to the end to way where you can connect and share your story. And also, if you find anything useful, please do share this on. These are my thoughts. And this is the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, How to Rise Up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon as a coach and implementer. I'm here for you. I've got your back. Get to the podcast. It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. This episode is sponsored by The Arena, the men's only membership community that really will enhance all and everything you're doing. Dig deeper into the effective model, philosophy and strategies. Ultimately, it's that mindset and philosophy to fulfillment and the art of living. That's mental toughness and strength going forward as a man. And for the founding members, please do go and check this out. This is a huge opportunity to get in at the ground floor. That's ayalpha.com forward slash arena. Get to the podcast. Hey guys. So um, this is, wow, this is one of them, one of them weeks. I knew before I left, bro, I went away for a conference all last week and I was getting all my podcasts, you know, edited and uploaded ahead of time. And um, I thought, oh, I could pre-record and episodes, you know, because these episodes where it's just me is, I like to keep things current. I thought, oh, I could record, you know, a 10, 20 minute episode, my thoughts of that week, pre-record and have it good to go um, for when I get back. But then I thought, no, actually, the whole point of this is I want it current updates, issue of the week or the thought of the week and what's going on. Well, I didn't think it was going to change this much. So this episode is going to be just one man's experience of the last week, really. And, but also not just one man's experience, the stories of you know many people I've spoke to personally, and I know you're all having these conversations right now and these interactions, and these are going on all over the world. And you can just watch, you know, if you watch the news, it kind of you get the same variations. Just looking at the you know the the death count climbing, the recovery count climbing, and the infection rate doubling every week. It seems about that much. And so I'm just going to share my thoughts on it. Uh, they are what they are. Some are going to be wrong. Some are going to be right. Some are going to be close. Um, my predictions, I'm just going to share as therapeutic is for me and just to know you're not alone out there. And so that, you know, I've got a lot of people who are going to be chipping in in this. I've had meetings today, five or six people. Um, you're going to hear from some of them people and their opinions, and they are all over the world. I'm going to start with done a podcast episode about six or eight weeks ago talking about the coronavirus. So I'm not going to repeat too much there. But 
this is as technical as I'm going to get. You find a proper egghead, a proper smart scientist, someone a lot smarter, smarter than me, you know, not biased in terms of government, just an actual full-on scientist who tell you what's what and the predictions. I found one of these guys quite a long time ago, and he, you know, he's talking about the graphs and the, uh, you know, the infection rate and some, in his mind, complete facts of the way this is going. And, you know, I passed on this information to um, my wife, and that didn't that didn't particularly go down too well. If you're listening to this podcast, as is, I'm going to date this, not even to the like the day, but the actual time. This is 4:44 p.m. Eastern on thursday the 19th of march i'm going to get this podcast out as quick as i can finish it and upload it um because as i write this literally hours definitely days it's a different picture but we know which way it's going each day it just the numbers are getting immense as i speak these words the fear in the air is just palpable i'm going to talk about this on a big scale and i'm going to talk about on a personal scale because how do all these things you see on the news how do they affect you and it's interesting how it affects people in different ways on a personal note right now i have not been able to kiss or hug my wife um, and two boys for you know about a week and a half now and i'm going to talk about that and why i've made that decision linked to me going away to the new media summit in san diego last week a month out i'd already decided I wasn't bothered about um, losing the flights or whatever. I was going to keep a check on it. My wife's a bit concerned. I said, hey, if I think it's too dodgy, I'm not going. Don't worry about it. Um, the event, I said, if it's too dodgy, the event would get cancelled anyway. The event was going ahead. About a week out, I made my personal decision. Mm, I'm, I'm okay with it to the level that I'm going to go. I almost had to reassess when it got right to the day because things were starting to progress. But the event was on still. So, uh, you know, I'm, I made the decision. I went kind of a thing that I've developed there. There's, you know, almost 200 people um, in a reasonably confined space. The Corona air elbow is a greeting that kind of developed. I know that was sort of in the news around that time as well. That kind of developed. And this was not a good social distancing event in terms of that side of things. But you've got to remember, this was a little over a week ago. What was that? Is it? Uh, yeah, week, week, well over, when, uh, yeah, it was still going. I was just finishing. It just finished this time last week. And when you're in a little bubble like that, especially when I'm present at events, I stay offline as, as much as possible because I want to be present there. Otherwise, what's the point of coming? One of the attendees there, Tom Singer, is his episodes, I've released them on the Talk Accelerator show recently and Awaken Your Alpha. Professional speaker, that's his livelihood. As he was sitting in the conference, but events were getting cancelled and ultimately revenue was getting cancelled and this, this, you know, he lost a lot of revenue in that week. Me personally, that side of things, the, the kind of the professional speaking and going to events, um, that's something that's really ramping up. And I had a big couple of months. This was kind of this first event was the, the first of, I had five more in the next eight weeks, six or eight weeks. Um, so when the event finished, I had a day, extra day planned to spend with my best man who lives in Carlsbad in that area. I was going to see him Thursday night. There was some worry with his family around the coronavirus. So he didn't come Thursday night. When I woke up Friday morning, my roommate, Matt Browning, again, he's going to be on the podcast. I've recorded that interview. By the time he had left early, three or five events emailed me cancelling. Um, by the end of the day, I had all, obviously all my five events cancelled. Uh, not particularly surprised. And it's not you know, it's not uh, my sole livelihood, but still it's a bummer, but it's the right decision. So you just, you just roll with it. You know, it is, is what it is. Um, thoughts about 
I want to get home ultimately. <laughs> and I'm going to talk to you. So I did manage to meet up with my, my oldest friend, Elliot Jones, 7.30 till 9 p.m. Um, and he dropped me off at the airport in San Diego. Now at that point, California, there was no, no word on bars, restaurants. I found out they obviously they closed Saturday. And so this was Friday night. So we popped um, to Little Italy in downtown San Diego um, and went for a beer. Very busy. The whole area is very busy. Not, not a sign of any problems there at that point. When I got to the airport, the mood definitely changed. Very quiet. I actually took a video and I'll put this in the, in the show notes. I've never been for a security like that. There was not one person. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, I had to go through Atlanta. Pretty quiet there. Obviously, when you're on a plane, your social distancing is not really the best. I had a little um, bottle with me the whole time of sanitizer and I was rubbing down all the screens, the seats, the seat belts. I was doing my best. I did have a mask with me. I didn't use it because that's for people showing symptoms and I, I touch wood. I'm completely fine at this point. So I went for Atlanta. This is now early Saturday morning. Then I went through Detroit. Detroit, it got a little bit weird again. Literally by the hours, this was, this was the timeline as well where everything was shutting down at this point. Um, everything was starting to shut down. And it was eerie. I had a little layover in Detroit and I just, as I always do when I get there, I walk, it's a huge airport. I walk all the way along the, the terminals, enjoying the view. I go down the Detroit tunnel, which connects two of the terminals underneath the runway. It's a you know, famous thing, lots of light show down there. And there were just no planes. There were just empty gates. And there were, in some areas, just no people. Then when I went through the Detroit tunnel, again, I put a video, I put that in the show notes there was a point where I got halfway across the tunnel and I just like shocked. There was, I could not see another person in my, in my view for the whole rest of the distance. And it just, you just felt like it was someone had digitally imposed something and just removed the people. Or it's like one of these 28 day late, days later thing. Anyway, so I've got an experience. And on the way out, I went through Minneapolis. If I've got it, I could be a super spreader the way I'm going. But um, fingers crossed, you know, I, I was pretty careful the whole way. Um, and obviously as things started to become more and more aware, very, very careful. Anyway, so I got home Saturday, um, which as we're recording this, literally I got home five days from this point. So that's my personal experience. And in these last five days, I have been at home. Very fortunate that oh, it doesn't feel like a quarantine. Our house is quite spread out, ranch style. I've got a basketball court on the front. Um, you know, I've got a home gym that I finished in December. Did I know something was coming? <laughs> I don't know. I got a little sauna. We, all the families had a sauna because obviously germs like that don't apparently don't like the heat. Um, so we did that as soon as I got in after a shower and I got table tennis about 10 foot from where I'm sitting here, which again, keeps my wife about 10 feet away from me as we, as I destroy her in our games we have in. So I'm getting very good at table tennis and I play my basketball and I go to the gym it's all at home, but this, the killer for me personally is keeping this, you know, the six foot distance. I just want to cuddle and snuggle and hang out with my boys and my wife, but you know, I want to be safe. I will, you know, I never forgive myself. And if they get it, if I've got it and they get it, you know, it happens, but I want to feel like I've done everything in my power. Um, you know, so there we go. So fingers crossed at the moment, personally, it's day five going into day six of when if I was exposed, that would have happened. So I'd start showing symptoms anytime now, in theory. Um, but I know I'm still contagious. And this is in theory that when you'd be the most contagious. So that's my personal experience. And that's probably gone a bit too long because I do want to share some other people I've spoke to. 
and actually some recordings. Um, people have chipped in of their areas around the world and you might be able to relate. And it's also, it's important to share and the, the variety and the differences in, in approach. Um, so firstly, I don't think they'll listen to this, but if you are, I'm going to have to go into this because this has been another concern this week. My parents, the UK, I don't know if you've been following this, but the UK has kind of had taken a different approach to the rest of the world almost, letting more people get infected. So it's in the population. So then we can build up a resilience. And, you know, obviously there's, there's some um, collateral damage if you do that. Well, anyway, that was kind of their thoughts. Obviously, you can look into that. It's well documented. I thought it was a bit insane, personally. I thought, you know, you're going to, enough people are going to get this without you thinking, oh, let's just let it roll. So, obviously, when the reports came out in the week that a scientist had put up, wait a minute, if you go down this route, guaranteed quarter of a million deaths in the UK, and it's not that big a place. Um, so then the UK was like, oh, okay, that's not a good idea. And so now they've obviously, I think Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, well, actually, I spoke to my brother Monday morning saying, oh, do you want to do a um, quarantine Skype? And he's like, we're not in quarantine. Schools are still open. I was like, what? Um, yeah. Um, so once they realized these are quite high numbers, and I think as well, personally, this could be a bit cynical. I think the government knew about these numbers before. Once these numbers become public, I didn't, I feel like they couldn't push forward with that tactic. Um, now it was known. And again, paying devil's advocate, UK has a pensions deficit and, a, and they're going to, you know, how are they going to pay the pensions with the, a hugely aging population? So you put two and two together in terms of if they let the coronavirus roll a little bit, who are the people who are most vulnerable? Who does that take out? Agree or disagree? I'm just making a point. Um, and I hope that's not true, but um, I just think it's madness how, how slow they are to act. And even when they decided, right, we need to get a lid on this and they're saying 20,000 is the you know, that's the best case scenario in the UK of this and that would be a win for us. And with viruses and things like this, no one's been particularly winning. So I don't think that's very likely. And also when they say, right, let's get a lid on this. You assume, right. Oh, schools are going to close. They announced yesterday. Schools are going to close. Oh, brilliant. They finally sorted themselves out. Schools are going to close by Friday. Why, why, why leave them open for another two days? And the UK public are slow to, they need to, personally locked down not wait for the government who's dragging their heels because they actually want a certain proportion infected so and i've actually my granddad's still alive and kicking 97 world war ii legend um, a bridge too far is sort of he was involved in that and my mum goes around to visit me every day so when i spoke to her, i think it was tuesday or wednesday i was you know i was, I was surprised to hear been out to lunch uh, crowded straight from there pretty much around to my granddad's and it's the fact that people no one knows and no one shows symptoms for a long time it's just not worth the risk and the you know you, this is why even going to schools and stuff yeah they're maybe they're not vulnerable from the actual virus but they are carriers so yeah the, my local school my old school hazelwick school that was reported today that they've jumped ahead of closing on friday they close in today because someone's confirmed as having the virus so that's right in the local area. So with one person being, bearing in mind they're not testing many people, the real numbers, there's a delay on the real numbers. Italy had its most 
deadly day, but I can say that every day this week has been their most deadly day. I think yesterday, so Wednesday was 475. The number for today will be coming out, I'm sure, very soon. And that'll probably be as bad, if not worse. Probably they've been having a record day every day. Frustrating. It seems like they're slowly getting in the UK, but I really do think for a lot of them, it, you know, they're getting it too late. And it's only when it's really going to hit the fan that they're going to, it's kind of like going to, the realization is going to kick in. Anyway, I'm, I'm not a warrior. Very much go to the, you know, premeditation of evils. I want to know the worst case scenario and work way back, my way back from that and then just, you know, prepare accordingly and anything else is a bonus. So imagine doing, you, you run the numbers on the worst case scenario for something like the coronavirus. So I don't want to freak anyone out. Um, that's not why I'm there. I'm just saying stuff the government says, especially in the UK, I feel like, I mean, the anywhere really, but you find the information, but obviously you're going to, there's a delay. They get the information first. If they think it's too bad, the reality is too bad. They will kind of filter out and drip feed you what you need to know. So you don't freak out. Obviously they don't want everyone freaking out does not help anyone but based on what they're telling us. I would anticipate, you know, stuff is a little bit worse and you don't know the full picture. So anyway, I'm going to shift gears now and I'm going to talk about individuals who's reached out to me and some of the thoughts and so around the world obviously that's my parents i spoke to them earlier today they went to tesco's they went to asda uh, the reports there bear in mind they're not in an official quarantine in england yet lots of people panic buying too many people and also not a lot of food my experience where i am small town three thousand people um, not a lot of people. I think everyone's pretty much keeping to the quarantine. It's an aging town. It's like a re retirement village almost. And um, the shops are fine in terms of stocks and food. So obviously we had the podcast magazine um, launch party as well in San Diego. That was awesome. And I had an experience with Jocko Willink, um, the Navy SEAL, extreme ownership. And I'll be sharing that episode 400 on the podcast coming up. I had opportunity to briefly interview him and I'll be sharing the whole interview and before and after. And um, it's very interesting. I won't spoil it, but that's coming up for the six year anniversary of the podcast and episode 400 in the coming weeks. So on that military theme, one of the gentlemen I was connected with and run into last week was the military rapper, Raymond Lott. Awesome. So this was his, or it is his take on the coronavirus and how it's affecting him. Hey, what's going on, Adam? I really feel like this is a time for everybody to reconnect with the people close to them and also just get their mind off of all the events that are going on and listen to podcasts and just be more creative and work on those hobbies or whatever they wanted to get to. And as creatives, as podcasters, as artists, as musicians, as entertainers, or anything else that we call ourselves, I feel that this is the time to shine. This is the time to get creative. This is the time to be that entrepreneur. This is that time to reach out to those individuals who may need a service, who may not know how to do a certain thing, but we can get the word out via podcast or any other creative means. If we as a community of creatives come together and think, hey, we may be stuck in our house all around the world, but we also can be committed to something, whether it's writing a book or publishing some audio. 
but that's just my feedback. I just look at the bright side. He's a very cool dude. I've got a chance to interact with him, and he will, I'll be featuring him on Awaken Your Alpha this year in 2020. Very cool guy. Um, he's doing a lot of great things, the Marine rapper. So that was his thoughts. I want to share a story from an, an opinion, another one from around the country. So we've got Laura Buttron. She's in Temple, Texas. So there they've had a couple of cases of the virus put in their areas. They're stocking up on food, water, and the other things they need. Hundreds of people are getting to stores and waiting in line before they're open so they can buy toilet paper. And there it's selling out as fast as put on shelves and food. Police have been stationed in the toilet paper aisle so people remain calm. That's crazy. Shelves are empty around the stores. And she works from home. Restaurants are closed. City offices and government service centers are closed or open for limited hours. And it feels very different there. And she feels it's an opportunity to serve others in a meaningful way with everything going on. Throughout history, things have changed that have disrupted day-to-day -day life. This too shall pass. And we've got Richard Bender and from Fort Collins, Colorado. I've been getting exercise. He's been walking, wading a local trout stream with my fly rod. Plenty of food and two and a half and 12 packs of TP. <laughs> Snowstorm coming later. Um, and he's going to be finishing up his next book. Grocery stores and liquor stores are open with restricted hours. Curbside pickup and delivery. All bars and dining rooms and restaurants are closed. The gym is closed too. Ah, there we go. And we've got Monica Rand Clifton. Just got this in. So this was in literally about half an hour. He's in Weatherford, Texas. She's proud of her 16 year old. Just got her first few jobs at restaurant a few weeks ago. She volunteered to stand for free. They're going to modify what's going on there. They canceled their spring break. I know a lot of people have done that. I know family members have done that. A lot of Americans have done it. And she was getting lots of criticism for not having canceled until that point because I said the flight wasn't canceled. So she canceled because things are changing so quickly. I actually, it reminds me, my parents, I, I was getting into this. My parents were actually going on a mini UK holiday up until yesterday morning. And me and my brother got wind of this. And we were just, no. You know, my parents are 67, almost 70. And they're very much the attitude of just crack on and, oh, we don't have any symptoms. Why don't we just go? And I'm sure it'd be fine type of attitude. So we had to really say, come on, <laughs> how about you just, you know, just be cautious this time. <laughs> so I please urge you at least for the next seven to 15 days to see if we can get a handle on this as a nation and as a, you know, as a world. She canceled it because if flights did become banned, then have to drive home. Again, she's saying lots of criticism for not cancelling for the right reason, the greater good, and the wrong reason, selfishly having gone in the third place and fearing getting stuck somewhere. And she pointed about, you know, spring breakers here, lots of teenagers are like really bummed about their, you know, their, 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 their sports seasons and proms, graduations. I know it's like that in England as well. Um, I think, I honestly think, uh, you know, an actual lockdown is coming in certain states. Obviously, states are the size of countries <laughs> where I'm from, like England and Wales and Ireland. My brother lives in uh, Wales, um, so he's, they're just shutting schools as well now. So luckily, he's, you know, more of a remote place as well. I'm just going to get a couple more opinions. And these are actually people I've spoke to today. And so we've got Michelle here, who's actually on an island where you want to be in uh, this sort of out outbreak. On an island, she was at New Media Summit as well in San Diego. So she's self-quarantined herself. Um, there's 3,000 during all year, and then there's uh, 30,000 in the summer. Uh, this is on Ruby Lake. So we're on the Sunshine Coast of uh, Vancouver. So we're just outside of Vancouver. We're on uh, the boat access off the grid. Good place to be during coronavirus. So lucky to be in like out of like the mainstream areas in a time like this. 
how the quarantine and the virus has affected you so far? So you're in the middle of nowhere at the moment, aren't you? It hasn't really affected you. Yeah, so um, I had to go into isolation after coming back into Canada from the, basically I have not left my little um, place on the island that I live in uh, since last Thursday, since last Friday. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Are you, in, are you in isolation from the, your other family members as well? Or how's that working? So I have my immediate family members here. Yeah. Are you keeping distance? Are you cuddling? Are you, what are you doing? No, we're still cuddling. Yeah. So if I got it, they got it. But so far, so good. I've been pretty, pretty good. And then also we got partial and she's actually based in San Diego. So, you know, the updates of what, what it's like since I left and her experiences. I'm in San Diego. There's a lot of stuff that shut down. Um, and weirdly the weather still is just really funky. It's like, even when, when, you know, when people come to San Diego, you want for them to, you know, get San Diego, which the weather is a huge part of that. What's, what's the level of kind of quarantine for you? Or is, is it meant to be? Or what's the, what's the deal? How is it affecting you? Quarantine wise, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much either home or right now I'm at, at the studio and then I just go back home and I go to the store. Have you seen anyone doing anything crazy yet? Or is it all still normal? ish? It seems normal. It seems normal. Nothing too crazy. That's good to hear. We got then we got Michelle and you, you see where she is and she's you know not much this is her experience what's the situation everything's super normal here we're I, I live in Prescott Arizona so I actually I mean I didn't get I, you're in Michigan right yeah. you're you're yeah so um, I grew up in Wisconsin so I, I get I, I get Midwest Michigan um, but we've we've lived out here for about twenty years. So I drove, which was nice. So I drove to New Media Summit back. So I could, I avoided the whole, you know, plane thing. Prescott's small. Yavapai, anyways, it's like maybe 150,000 people. And Yavapai County, which is, in a, it's, it's one of those, you know, because it's, it's a big county with not a lot of people. Yeah. So quite honestly, I, at least as of right now, there's, there hasn't been any cases here. So there's really, I think, I think they closed schools. I think that's the only thing they've really, they've closed schools. The YMCA just closed on Tuesday. My yoga place closed also Tuesday. But otherwise, like the stores are open. So there's really, Arizona hasn't been hit very hard, yeah. honestly, quite honestly. I, I mean, I think there was a couple of cases in the Phoenix area. And finally, my friend who messaged me uh, on Instagram, so he's my man in France, Paris, and he's at home, authorization with a certificate to go for necessary shopping, doctor, or for a walk around the corner. <laughs> Face the invisible enemy, he puts courage to you and all of us. Well, this is my friend Lawrence. So there we go. And just as I jumped up to dinner, this has gone out later than I liked, but just as I'd gone up to dinner, I heard on the latest radio, um, the US is, you know, literally ordering all US citizens to get back as soon as possible. They might have already done it before, but really kind of struck a chord getting it. Literally, it said, get back as soon as possible, or you may be stuck out of the country indefinitely. So, in other words, it sounds like in the next week, the US will be shutting its borders to everyone, whether you are American or not. So, my parents in law need to get their butts back now. So I might actually chuck out some crazy numbers, predictions, and I have no idea if it's going to keep going like this, but let's say it's roughly doubling. And I mean, across the board, um, say it's say, and again, if this is, you've got more accurate numbers than this and do it, but say it's roughly doubling in terms of infected numbers. And ultimately there may be a lag, but there's obviously a correlation. I think I've seen somewhere 
you know, there's obviously different reports, might be 3.4% fatality rate. Um, some have said higher, some have said lower, and obviously different areas. So take that with a pinch of salt. But let's just say 3% or 3.5% fatality rate. And if the infected is doubling every week, it may be less, maybe slightly more. And obviously that's, that's huge in terms of the critical limits. Let's just look at the UK and the US and similar stories in terms of hospitals and reaching their breaking point. Once they go past their capacity, then there's a huge amount of people who would die who don't need to die um, if we can keep it below the capacity and, and spread it out and delay. So this is a really pe important piece of information. But obviously, if it's doubling, if it doubles from this point, I mean, for example, I think I had it. I mean, it took me a couple of minutes to just let me run some numbers in my head. You're looking at, you know, 50 million infected um, in eight weeks, 3.4% of 50 million. That's uh, a lot of dead people. And that's at 3.4%. So when you just change like the mortality rate, you know, one more percent, either way, you're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands and in some cases, millions of people. Some of the, obviously the key places I'm really focused on are the US as a whole and the UK as a whole. And I, I honestly think their worst case scenarios that they've been putting out in the news, I don't think their worst case scenarios are enough. And I think they probably know more than that. I, I do think if, if, unless we can get a handle on it, especially in the UK, you're, you're looking at potentially and this you know no one knows but you're thinking you know million dead sounds ridiculous to chuck up the numbers and I'm, I'm i know having a broadcasting voice you know there's a responsibility i want to put that with a pinch of salt i'm not a scientist i'm an observer and worst case scenarios could be even worse than that but i'm just saying that wouldn't be a crazy jump and i just that is possible but i just want that you know to people to think it's possible it doesn't have to happen if people, governments, individuals can really get a clamp on this as best we can at this point. I mean, in the US, when you're dealing with a country of, I've seen reports from reputable newspapers and things saying it, it could be uh, 200 million could get infected. Um, but that doesn't sound unbelievable to me. I was thinking maybe half the population in the US could get infected. But if 200 million get infected at a death rate of 3.4%, added to the fact, though, that's if people are being treated. If you go past the capacity of hospitals, it's an absolute mess. And on another personal note, I don't worry too much when I see people queuing in England and other countries for toilet paper and freaking out over toilet paper. When I see Americans queuing up at the gun store, that concerns me a little bit. And I think it's one of the reasons why the US has been very quick to quarantine, clamp down, and um, get on top of this a lot quicker than the uk and obviously i'm from the uk but i'm just this is my personal opinion observation if we go past the critical capacity in the uk it's going to be carnage but a lot of english people or you know uk based people freaking out and doing things that desperate people do they don't have guns generally in the us the thought of desperate people who is a very you know armed country that's a worry. And I think that's not really something that people can deal with. So that's one of the reasons I believe they're really getting ahead of this and going, we need to avoid that at all costs. Anyway, what are your thoughts on this? Dramatic, not dramatic enough. So this from the Daily Telegraph every day, I get, let's see, from the UK as well. I don't like to get my news just from the US. Generally, you know, I'm, I have my own opinions about the US media and how it hypes stuff. 
So let's just see. This is about an hour old. Yeah, they're still talking about Italy's death toll surges. Borders closed down under. So obviously 475 people died in Italy yesterday. Overall death toll there is almost 3,000. Australia and New Zealand will be closed their borders to all people who are not citizens or permanent residents. Organizers of the Tokyo Olympics have played down reports, wow, that ticket holders might not be refunded if the event is cancelled. And obviously all the sporting events are cancelled. Glastonbury's cancelled, a big music concert in the UK. The Olympics is still holding fast, apparently, at this point. In positive news, I know in Wuhan, some people, there's no new cases in Wuhan today. They kind of seem like they might be coming out the other side of it and people have been allowed to go outside. Oh, I didn't, so my day was started. I woke up at 6 a.m., it's still dark here. I snuck down to my man cave. And uh, my friend who's in uh, just outside Barcelona, a musician, I interviewed him on the podcast actually years ago, um, Adam Levy. So you can hunt that one out if you want. It's here. He gave me a call. He's about 40 minutes outside Barcelona. They're on full lockdown there. This is how it's affecting different places. Garden, nice view. They're not allowed out of the house. They're on full lockdown there. And he's lost a lot of gigs as they've closed that down. He's a lot of cancelled gigs. Oh, my parents-in-law, they are in Portugal, having gone from, through England, and they are just of the age as well. They've just been cracking on, but the resort they're in has just been clearing out, clearing out workers, other holiday makers, um, and they're not allowed out of the compound, as it were, and they're supposed to be coming back to the UK on Monday and then back to America five days after that. And they're, they're holding fast on that. We want them back. My, my best friend in... San Diego said, we all thought you was mental when you moved to the middle of nowhere in the wilderness in northern Michigan. He goes, but you're looking pretty smart now. And I said, well, this is I was in San Diego. I got to get there first. And I have been joking for years since I got here. When the, uh, <laughs> when the zombie apocalypse comes or a massive virus, the last place it's going to get to is little Roger City up in the middle of nowhere. On a serious note, you know, do what you got to do. Just put yourself out of your comfort zone for a couple of weeks and just really tighten up self-quarantining. Not when you've got symptoms because it's too late at that point before you've got symptoms. Just bored of hearing the word social distancing again. Do what you got to do, whether you're motivated for yourself or for others, just do it. <laughs> All right, guys. But this is such a good opportunity to really increase connection, social connection through technology and just reaching out to people and taking the time. What a week to really dig in and start writing my book. My second book is based on fear. I've been researching that and doing the interviews for that for a couple of years now. I'm really digging into that. I mean, I didn't need more of a kick up the butt to get that book cracking on. Now's the time. I'm actually, what do you think about this? A year ago, I did Fearless Summit a week long, like Shark Week, but I did Fearless a week. That's now part of a paid uh, membership area. My thoughts, open that up for a week or for a month for all and everyone to listen to these interviews on fear and the role it plays in, you know, your lives and all our lives and how to deal with that. Mountaineers, we got a variety of people, men, women, I was going to say children, no children on there, um, and how they deal with fear and how that could be relevant now. Does that sound like a good idea? Let me know in your comments. Please do share this episode and share your story as well. It may be a one-off, but the way this is going, maybe every other week, I may do special shows just to check in with how the numbers are. In the UK death toll in one day from 29 to 128. So, and there's a delay. That's going to get a lot worse, obviously, before it gets better. Um, so yeah, let me know your thoughts on many of the things I've talked about. Too extreme, not extreme enough. 
What are your thoughts? Okay, stay safe, everyone. If there's any way I can help, please do reach out to me. Calendly.com forward slash Adam Lewis Walker. I'm happy to put that out on this broadcast. Absolutely anything you want to talk about, you are not alone. Just book in for one of them 15-minute calls where you know we can touch base. And that's I find that's really helpful for all involved. All right, guys, stay safe, and I will speak to you soon. Be awake in your alpha podcast. Live limitless. <laughs>